Padawans in the house. This Wait, is episode two. I want more of the song. That scene that that song is from is freakalicious. Because you've got the the lady in the blue, like... <laughs> remember the lady in the blue thing that's like... Uh, gyrating and like, because <laughs> like, say that? <laughs> can we just say that Jabba's into like some weird entertainment in his in his palace? <laughs> I think it. Sure. Was, I think it was highly. He seems like a perverse kind of a hut, if you ask me. And yeah, yeah. we named our podcast after him. He's he's our kind of hut though, and this is episode <laughs> two of Jabba's Hut. Thanks for listening. Uh, we want to talk about a couple of current issue, current events style issues in addition to just, you know, plot points of the movies, because we think that the, the news cycle has been really interesting with the release of the Force of Awakens. There's been a lot of interesting, almost political kind of issues or social, uh, issues that have come about. And so we have... Two ladies on the panel here that we would like to hear from regarding the hashtag Where's Ray? So how come like only women can care about it? What's up, a lady and I wanna talk about Where's Ray? Yeah, where is she? Okay, so after I watched The Force Awakens, I had a whole new respect for women protagonists okay i fell in love with ray and as i started to to uh study her read articles about her i discovered this um something about how right before christmas after star wars came out um the action figure of ray is not included in the collection of I don't know, the main collection of their action figures for the movie. And that kind of ticked me off because she's clearly the main, the main character, the main protagonist. She, she's the bee's knees in this movie. So, um, anyways, I guess all over the Twitter world, people are using the hashtag where's Ray to bring awareness to the fact that these female lead, I don't know. What's the word? <laughs> awesome. These female lead characters aren't included. So that kind of really, that rubbed me the wrong way. What do you think, Ayla? Yeah, I thought it was super lame. Actually, Conrad, the other night, went out to, oh, <laughs> I guess this is his story, but it's mine because he handed the mic over to a woman. So I get the story, I guess. You're a lady, so... He went to go buy me something at Target, and he was trying to find something that had a ray on it, and he couldn't find anything. He looked in the toys. He was trying to find me a blanket, and they had a really soft Star Wars The Force Awakens blanket, and Ray wasn't anywhere on it. Um, That's so lame. See, that right there just makes me even more ticked off. Calling you out, Target. So, but, you know... Some people have spoken about it that are high up in the Star Wars toy land. And I know one reason 
is that, A, they didn't want to have any spoilers for the movie. How does that spoil because above people, revealing every other character of the movie in advance because with merchandise? people didn't know what a big part Ray was going to play in it. So, like, there is an action. They're now coming out with more toys. Like, there will be ones... It will all show Ray like holding her blue lightsaber. Like that yeah, would be a big thing. Isn't that lame though? That's like because people complained. I mean, we didn't know that Kylo Ren was going to be such a big deal. We didn't know well, Finn was going to be that big deal. But they were predicting that, that Kylo Ren would be because Darth Vader has been the most sold toy of the entire Star Wars franchise. They just think sold the most will Star not Wars. play with girl action figures. Yeah. And it was all about money. I mean, I definitely yes. think that they can come out now and say, like, all their reasons of why, but now they're changing it all, and there will be a new Monopoly game that will have Ray, and so both of them will be out there, and I definitely think it's bogus. Where's Ray? Come on, Ray. I want to bring a hot take on this topic. I, just two days ago, was actually at Downtown Disney in beautiful, sunny Anaheim, California. And I went into a store called D Street that was almost entirely Star Wars related. And they had a couple of Ray things, but the weird thing that I discovered is that none of them were Daisy. Like they were they were all these weird artist renderings of Daisy like Rays. But they were not Daisy, and to me, it just—I don't—I can't confirm this, but it felt like someone was scrambling after the whole "Where's Ray" thing to try and get something out onto the shelves. But I just have found it odd that I haven't seen one piece of Ray merchandise with Daisy. Daisy. We—we do have. I feel bad. It's beautiful. We do have a photo of the of one of the shirts from the D Street store, and we will be posting it on our Twitter, which Spencer will tell you the handle right now. Drop it. At Jabba's Hut. What you know where to find the peeps. Two T's. Two T's. So you may go and see that photo so you can decide for yourself. I chose not to own that shirt because it looked like a 12-year-old version of Daisy that somebody drew. So... Yeah, yeah. Ray, super bogus, uh, girls wield saves too. The end. Let me quickly, quickly chime in here. Um, it seems like total political spin to say uh, the reason we didn't have any Ray action figures and whatnot is because we didn't want to have any spoiler alerts. That's total crap. That's, that's bogus. There's no way that's true. Uh, frankly... The Mattel powers that be and all these toy makers, they just – they assume that because mostly little boys play with Star Wars action figures and are into the movies that that was their demographic they were going after. But it, it does seem kind of ridiculous that you wouldn't have your main character at least have some action figures. That's Yeah, she doesn't even have to have a lightsaber. It's the world we live in. <clears throat> and so, it's frustrating. Someone's yeah. got egg on their face, but uh... shame on you, Disney. Someone's okay, got blue milk on there. So guys, we've got a lot of great. You out. Obviously, I'll still go to Disneyland and I'll still watch it. But yeah, I'm, I'm still kicked. gonna give them like all my money. Sure, but sure, I'm bugged sure. about it. 
but we're totally going to fight the power <laughs> through this podcast. We're going to we're going to bring about some real change. Okay, so guys, let's jump into uh, some other characters that we didn't cover from the Force Awakens in our first podcast. Let's talk about Finn. Spencer, what did you think of Finn? What? I thought Finn was awesome. It was it was pretty cool to see from the perspective of a stormtrooper and how he came to be fighting for the First Order. Um, you could tell that moment, even though he didn't have his helmet off, when he decided, you know what, I'm not I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. I'm just going to hold my little laser gun, and I'm not going to be shooting anyone. And um, it was cool to, to follow him with his little blood smear on his mask and see what he did. Um, I thought it was a really intriguing character. I thought it was funny. I love that scene with Poe when he's like, I need a pilot. And then um, there's that instant connection he has with Poe as they're in this thing together. And, and he's shooting down TIE fighters and they go through that big deal together. Um, he's just a really likable character. He was funny. Um, and he, and sorry, let me cut in here. For me, that was like the hardest I've laughed in any Star Wars movie. Because I, I thought some of his one-liners were like really genuinely funny and there's humor in the other movies as well but it's kind of a from a different time it's it's almost like oh that's cute that's a cute little joke but i i thought some of finn's his delivery on some of the stuff was brought kind of a a modern kind of humor into the i don't know see c3po really gives him a run for his money i think in the humor department and don't forget Jar Jar Binks. He was really? probably the funniest of all of them. Well, that smells stinking with. Yes. <laughs> Jar Jar. Just to remind you oh, guys. You just to remind you guys, uh, we rely heavily on sound bites from the Star Wars app. Uh, uh, usually, when we kind of run out of things to say, we kind of just queue up a sound bite. And so, I hope you guys are enjoying those. So, um, so Nikki, did you have anything to say about Finn? Sorry, I didn't have anything to say, so I did a soundbite. What? <laughs> Ayla, did you have anything to say about Finn? <laughs> yeah, um, Finn was super hot, and I liked him. Um, I don't really have anything to say about Finn, hey, but I hey, want to hey. know what Nikki has to hold say on, about hold Finn. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we hear from Nikki, on the first podcast, Ayla expressed... And physical attraction to Snoke, the supreme leader, who's like a thousand-year-old, creepy, weird hologram. And now you're into Finn. I just, I'm struggling to know, like, what your type is. Hello, what have we here? <laughs> yes. It's, it just, it just kind of seems like I it's all over awesome. the map. I love that you're so open-minded to so many different body types and cultures. Yeah. Um, ages, <laughs> ages, planets. I think I, I think that's great. Holographic, yeah, no. You don't care exactly what planet they're from or what galaxy. No, but I do. True love knows no. No, uh, I loved Finn though. I think every, I mean, duh, everybody loves Finn, and he's just so. He's such a good friend, and he's a good person, and and you don't blame him like Han throughout the movies like he he does stuff because he's selfish and he leaves he doesn't want to fight at times and then he comes back in the nick of time but 
Um, you know, so he has that kind of like selfishness, but Finn doesn't have that. He leaves out of fear. Like he was raised with the first order and he leaves knowing that they can't win. And I don't feel like he does anything out of selfishness. He's super genuine in everything that he does. And he and Daisy, I mean, well, Ray, they have to just get married one day. I, I was about to bring up this point. Um, the whole time I thought, they're not going to make them be, like, lovers, right? Because that I did not buy at all. That did not feel like a love interest, romantic interest. How? It How did it not like seem romantic? Oh, I do not see that. He there asked was her no if she chemistry, has a Romantic chemistry there. Which I guess maybe that's like uh-huh. a Leia, maybe that's like a Leia Luke thing where there's like a, like this like flirty kind of thing. There definitely was some sexual tension. Oh, I did not feel that at all. But I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> what is that? <laughs> wow. Um, wow. No, I didn't feel that at all. I I felt uncomfortable. I was like, okay, they love each other as friends. They went through some really hard stuff together. But I'm really hoping that they're not love interests only because, I don't know, they're going to really have to build that up better for me. How rude. Hello there. Sorry. Okay, I mean, we'll have to wait till episode eight to see if, the, if they're, Maybe. I think they dropped some some definite hints in there that there could be a, some chemistry possibly. Yeah, but now I'm totally thinking like, what if it's a Luke and Leia thing and then... What if they're cousins? I mean, I don't think they're brother and sister in this but case. But what if, like, Something Leia tells and Lando <laughs> back in the day? Who knows? Uh, okay, so I want to bring a one of those more current event kind of issues back into the conversation. There was quite a little uh, hullabaloo around uh, some a statement that Carrie Fisher made. Uh, I think she just kind of blasted Twitter oh, yeah. and... And the universe. What did you guys make of the whole thing about the body image? And um, uh, for those of you that are familiar with this, Carrie Fisher um, expressed her her displeasure with having to work with a nutritionist and a and a fitness coach to get ready for her role in the Force Awakens. Those individuals were assigned to her um, by by I assume the producers of the film to get her looking the way that they wanted her to look for the part. And then after the movie came out, she said she wasn't a big fan of doing that. She thinks that if Leia would have aged, uh, I mean, she, she's older. She, she should just look how she looks. Um, so two thoughts. I didn't like how the universe was like trolling her on her, on her looks. I think I thought that was inappropriate. But I still think that uh, the makers of films have the right to have their actors look the way that they want them to look. That's that's kind of a big part of movie making is that, you know, that's why certain people get cast in certain roles. They want them to look and act a certain way. Thoughts? Well, she's Princess Leia, so they're going to encourage her to do that, but she would have gotten the role anyway. They're not going to say, oh, sorry, we're going to cast someone else as Leia. At least in this situation, I don't know. I don't agree. She's 59 years old now. She was 27 when she wore a skimpy gold bikini. And I feel like men are able to be 
to age well. Like, people don't care. They're like, oh, he's he looks so good. He's got speckled gray hair, and my, mm-hmm. he looks better and better and better with age. And now it's like, she can't, she's not allowed to age. You know, she put on some pounds. Yeah, I, you're going to make billions of dollars, and I guess it's good to be encouraged to maybe get healthy, but I think it should be motivated by health. Obviously it's not, and that's Hollywood for you, but I don't, I don't think it's very fair. And I, I'm on her side on that. I I don't think that's fair. Um, I mean, just don't take the role then, right? Don't take the role. And to your point, um, you're right. They're not going to cast somebody else for princess Leia. So why didn't she fight the power? Why didn't she say, uh, I will play Princess Leia. You need me for that part, but I'm not doing a darn thing. I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to. Maybe didn't lose as much weight as they wanted her to lose. I don't know. Maybe but she tried and she it, wanted to get healthy. Anybody's going to want to look their best. If I was going to have to be in a movie, I would start doing those same things. It's probably standard for for movies that they have like health coaches and they try and help you look your best and I I mean I just but what I don't think it's best like at the age of fifty nine. It's not what you look I like. But I'm she sure doesn't look bad. I don't think that she looked bad in the movie. People said I think she sounded bad. She sounds like a chain smoker and I don't know if yeah. she is, but like that would be her own problem. I don't think that she looked bad. I thought Harrison Ford looked awful and it was the first time I felt sad. I just assume he's a woman. <laughs> That, like, he's getting old. That was the first time. But I think it's just because people just said, I mean, they just blasted her on social media, saying that she didn't age well. And, of course, that's dumb. And she she got mad. And I, like, I'll, just a couple of her tweets, because maybe people haven't read it. She just said, um, please stop debating about whether or not I aged well. Unfortunately, it hurts all three of my feelings. My body hasn't aged as well as I have. And then something I'm not going to say. Ooh. Um, but then the last one I guess that most people talk about is she said, youth and beauty are not accomplishments. They're the temporary happy bride products of time and or DNA. Don't hold your breath for either. So, yes. I mean, I think it's just true and that's Hollywood is people look gross. Like I'd rather have someone look real and old than someone look plasticky and fake and but yeah that's that's all true um unfortunately the world we live in it's very superficial yada 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 anyone who was ripping on her for her looks that's ridiculous she did look very good i thought i thought she looked good um, do you guys think that but she, uh, did, that, think that, that being she said the the, you know you the... have this idealized thought of what what are these characters going to look like 30 years after the battle of jakku and Honestly, you don't want to think that General Organa just really let herself go, okay? <laughs> Seriously, I'm just saying I don't that how even it is. know why you're I thought, that I thought she so looked what? great. No. I thought she looked great. I'm just saying that directors, they cast roles all the time, and they're like, we already for, said for this that. role, you need to lose 20 pounds and look like an emaciated heroin addict. Or for this role, you need to work out and be a ripped boxer. It's just one right, of those things. Right, but she's Princess Leia, and she wasn't trying out for this role. She know, wanted to probably get healthy. She maybe was a few pounds heavier. The directors asked but... her for a role of 
General Organa. You're telling me that thirty years she... later, and she looked no. good. She she looked at how I would think that General Organa would look thirty years later. So awesome! She yeah, I thought it was dead on. I, I, she looked. Dude, like if she people should. are trying to fight for a role, then you're gonna have to do that. Leonardo DiCaprio has to do lots of stuff. Every you know, the best of the best have to do that. She's Princess Leia. She wasn't fighting for a role. Maybe if she was like four hundred pounds, then she probably wouldn't have been able to be Princess Leia. But I mean, she's it not wasn't like even that much. It was like thirty-five pounds. That's not. It's not like they said, "Hey, get younger." Okay, guys, I wanna I wanna move on to our next topic. I don't. She got paid millions of dollars. I don't feel too bad for it. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. Oh. Suck it up, Carrie. As You'll be Conrad all right. Said, "Go chill with your faux bill." I mean, she doesn't have as much money as George Lucas. It doesn't matter how rich fine. you are. You don't have to be treated like that. Love you, Carrie. Move on. Okay, so uh, Ayla, I think, went on record as saying that The Force Awakens is her all-time favorite movie of anything, like, ever, right? Is that correct? I did. Okay. I did say that. So, that I don't, I wouldn't go... Daddy's home. <laughs> that is also a phenomenal piece of cinema. Uh I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what my list of favorite movies are, but I will say the movie was unbelievable. However, I don't think it was perfect. And so just for interest's sake, I want to see if the panel had any, maybe a quibble or two here about maybe something in the plot or just maybe something that kind of caused you to raise your eyebrows from The Force Awakens. Uh, for me... Um, I just the the way that they developed the plan to bring down Starkiller Base, I was like, okay, that literally took twenty eight seconds, and I, I just kind of felt like, wait, so it, it's this thing took thirty years to build or something, who knows? Uh, and it makes the Death Star look like a little golf ball, you know. However, <laughs> however, did they really just figure out this the exact same plan? Uh, to bring it down, and they just kind of figure that out in 25 seconds. I mean, I get that the plot has to move, but I guess maybe that was one thing that I was kind of like, well, I mean, I feel like they maybe mailed that part in. I don't know. Thoughts there? Oh, well, maybe they'll make a movie about how they got the plans to kill Starkiller Base. Yeah, I agree. That, that seemed to go pretty quick. All of a sudden, it was like, well, why don't we just blow it up? <laughs> yeah. Well, how could we just have this thermal oscillator. Okay, how about Finn? Do you want to go down there and uh, let us in? Cool, that should That's work. Hey, cool. That it's it's nice. still conveniently located right on the surface of of the sphere, um, just like the Death Star. Like they didn't learn that lesson the last time, and it's the exact same uh, way to bring it down. I don't know. That well, was just a little bit. It was like the first movie, anyway. I don't know. So did, any, awesome, did anybody else have a part of the movie that they were kind of like, you know, either that doesn't feel Star Wars or that just kind of you didn't enjoy? Hmm. Something you could change if you could, if you were J.J. If I was A.J. for a day. I, I mean, I guess I have one. And I think maybe... I don't know. So I didn't like Snoke at first. I thought that he was, I thought he literally was that large and I didn't know he was a hologram and I thought he was just a CGI creature and not hot. And 
I thought that was dumb. I felt like I was watching Thor. I just was like, why do we have to have some fake creature? Because that's what's so awesome about the Emperor is how real and evil he is. So I was just, I was super bugged that, like, Snoke was this weird, gross, giant thing. But then I learned he was a hologram, and I have all my own suspicions about the size, and he seems more manly now, so... <laughs> yeah. Still sounds like you're into him, which is really weird. <laughs> I mean, Snokey and Ava. And his age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like older. No, I, okay. I, go ahead. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, I really can't think of too much to critique it on other than what you brought up, Con, about how quick and easy that the blowing up of Starkiller Base was. Other than that, I don't know. I thought it was pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it deserves all the high praise that it, that it got. I think, I mean, it's high nineties on on the uh, on the critics ratings, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it deserves but, it. The so. credits could have rolled a little bit faster. <laughs> I thought they could have developed Chewbacca's character a little bit more in this one. You wish you would have heard more Wookie groanings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Um, to finish out our podcast episode dose, um, let's do a really quick lightning round of Star Wars characters impersonations. Spencer, I'm told that you have a pretty decent Jar Jar. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. Uh, let me give it a shot here. Miss, I really like this job in the Hut podcast. I mean, <laughs> yes, that was phenomenal. Uh, anybody else have one? I'm gonna. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying this is good, but I'm going to give a little try at uh, Palpatine. Focus. See, that's not good. I just like saying the word focus <laughs> because one. he says it so weird. Focus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Mr. Gungan himself. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Misa. <laughs> <laughs> Where his saliva is just, like, flying. Yeah. That's a good one. Nikki, do you have one? Um, yeah. I will do one. <laughs> Sorry. She's fine. I'm trying to think of something. Wow, um, I'll do a Luke. Luke Skywalker impersonation. But I was going down to the attachment station to pick up some power converters. That was actually really on point. I think you you had kind of the pitch locked in there. I think his voice was a little bit higher than that. But other than that, it was dead on. Well, you know, I I haven't had much practice. Uh, Okay, so Spencer, uh, we have two segments that we want to close our show with. Spencer wants to start a segment called, I think it's called Jar Jar Stinks. Is that correct? That is correct, Con. Um, and I would like to start this little segment. Basically, what we're going to talk about, maybe a little plot hole in, in one of the Star Wars movies, or one thing that really didn't add up. Well, that smells stickily. Nice. So, for this week's Jar Jar Stinks, we're going to go back to Return of the Jedi. So, the whole crew's on this little planet called Endor. And as they're walking through the forest, they get captured by the Ewoks. Uh, honestly, the little baby Ewoks are pretty cute. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But the rest of them, it's like, George, what were you thinking? That's just kind of weird. So 
they all get captured by these fuzzy little Ewoks. And the way that they're able to kind of get out of this jam is that apparently C-3PO looks like a, a godlike figure to them. And that really just doesn't make sense because these are like indigenous little furry creatures. They seem to very be very simple people, technologically speaking. And so why would they have this mythology or the uh, religious uh, belief in a droid that's kind of annoying and, and, and whiny? <laughs> yes. It just doesn't make any sense. So to me, that... That felt like they were mailing that one in just a little bit. I realized that ultimately they needed the Ewoks' help, but I think they could have just done it a different way. That I mean, that to me, interesting point, and it almost makes you wonder if there was like a contract negotiation going on where C-3PO's character was like, "I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk. You're gonna have to find someone else to walk in this hot robot outfit unless you give me some more screen time, George. Who knows? I guess we'll never know. Behind the scenes." Okay, so Ayla, for your segment that you wanted to start, and I think I don't know the name of it. Do you have a name for your segment? Yeah, it's Ayla. <laughs> Ayla. <laughs> uh, Ayla, Ayla started choking <laughs> on her own saliva. So I was told to. Uh, I did not. Why would you say that? That's embarrassing. Okay, so <laughs> what is the name of your segment, Ayla? Um. Ayla's Jedi Academy. Nice. So I'm just going to tell you some cool knowledge, like a fun fact about Star Wars and its history. Cool, cool. And (laughs) so today's lesson in my Jedi Academy, Young Padawans, um, it's actually about Steven Spielberg. And he and George Lucas, they were friends. They went to USC graduate school together. And um, after George Lucas made Star Wars Episode One, he went back home to Alabama, and Steven Spielberg was filming Close Encounters. And so George Lucas went there onto his set and hung out with them a couple days, and George Lucas was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much better than Star Wars. Like, my film is just not going to be as cool as this. And so he said, and this is a quote, he said, do you want to trade some points? That's what he called it. So he basically said, I will give you 2.5% of Star Wars if you give me 2.5% of Close Encounters. And Spielberg was like, okay, I'll take that bet. And obviously Star Wars killed it. So if you add up the math, um, Steven Spielberg has made almost $50 million off of the Star Wars movies. What? Which wow. is pretty what? epic that he's just like rolling in that dough to this. Okay, game. Steven, as if you needed uh, that little gift from the universe. I mean, that's when it rains, it pours. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you, Ayla. That's awesome. Uh oh. What? What's that sound? That's victory celebration Ewok music. Padawans, thank you for listening. That's going to do it. Follow us on Twitter at Jabba's Pet. Two teams, baby. May the force be with you. Oh,